do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro-Cuberless. The show is like a journal, where I talk about all the things my brain has consumed so they do not just sit up in that dusty attic and slowly drive me insane. <laughs> you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of that possibility. Last... But least, in an idea stolen from John Gabris, I offer to you the following deal. Rate the podcast, this one, five stars in iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy peasy, a Socrateasy. Um, what that now does is takes us to the part of the program where I push a button that starts a series of five, five minute timers like this. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Dr. Leland Gaunt's Arthritis Balm. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, continuing on, I guess, with the Underworld series of movies. I say I guess because they're not as good as I remember them. Perhaps uh, this is Underworld Rise of the Lycans, which is the third movie in the series, which I do believe is the last one I saw before I stopped watching them. So potentially, uh, now that we're going to be moving into ones I hadn't seen, they'll get better? Question mark? Mm. Uh, audience participation? What is your favorite Underworld uh, movie? Do you like them? Do they get better? Do they get worse? This one was okay. Uh, it's a prequel, so it's sort of getting back to the roots of... Kind of. Sort of. Why there is a sort of war between vampires and werewolves. Oh, pardon me. Lycans? I wonder why they went lichens rather than werewolves. Hmm. Uh, uh, a legal reason of some sort? I don't know. Uh, an origin story centered on the centuries-old feud be between the race of vampires and the one time the slaves of lichens. Okay, well, I read the Imda, and it basically says exactly what I just said. Uh, it does have one sort of shining ray, this movie, and that is uh, Rona Mitra, who plays uh, the sort of main girl in it. And I forgot how, uh, just like stunningly beautiful she is so yay rona mitra uh rating wise yeah these things really not doing it for me you know what 
I think I like this one more than number two. So, and I believe I gave that a two. So why don't I give this a two and a half, which is still not great. If you're unfamiliar with my rating system, uh, threes are for enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, so this is less than that. Some moments of enjoyment and I have no plans to watch the Underworld franchise again. Sorry. Uh, okay, so going from a two and a half to a five, does that mean this movie is twice as good? Yes, at least twice as good, which means maybe my scale needs tweaking, actually. Hmm. Uh, the movie in question is The Invitation. This came out in 2015. Uh, this is a movie that I watched with the missus. Uh, and sort of interesting, just a little behind the scenes. She really liked it, so much so that she watched it. Uh, not too long ago, like within the last month or a couple of weeks or so. And after watching, realized it would be a movie I would like. So said, okay, I'll watch it again. I liked it so much. Uh, she is able to do that fairly easily, whereas I need like at least a year between viewings, usually. Uh, so good on her because this is a very, very good movie. Uh, it does something that movies do that for me always if you follow along, get sort of high marks from me. And that is, I didn't really know what was going to happen next, uh, which is, uh, I find a rare thing in a movie. Normally I'm like, oh yeah, this guy is the bad guy and he's going to do this and that's how it's going to turn out. And sadly, I will say, I'm usually right. Whereas in this case, uh, while attending a dinner party at his former home, a man thinks his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister intentions for their guests. Is that true? Is it not true? Uh, I went into this with not even that knowledge, uh, which is another thing I like to do, go into a movie knowing absolutely nothing. Uh, so, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, I hope you do, and don't listen to the rest of this podcast, because it's not going to be as good as watching that movie, which I'm going to give a 5 out of 5, already said. Um, and you know what? Because of that feeling of not wanting to give stuff away, combined with that I have three more movies to talk about, I will not say anything else of it. Oh, uh, furthering that sort of feeling is this next movie, Buster's Mall Heart, M-A-L Heart, Mal, Mal, uh, sort of a strange occurrence here. I watched that, uh, the invitation, I think it was Saturday night with the missus. Uh, then I woke up and watched this Buster's Mal Hart and noticed that both movies are from a, uh, movie production company called Game Changer, which I'd never heard of. And just sort of a very strange coincidence that I watched back to back movies from the same uh, a movie production company that I had never heard of just coincidentally. So that's weird. And I mention it here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a family man's chance encounter with a conspiracy obsessed drifter leaves him on the run. Leaves him on the run from the police and, and impending event known as on the run from the police and an impending event known as the inversion. And that seems weirdly phrased. Uh, as I mentioned, similar to The Invitation, and maybe this is a sort of game-changer movie production company milieu, uh, in that you never really knew exactly where it was going, or rather, I should say, you thought you did, uh, and then you reach the end with a, a head scratch and a, what the fuck did I just watch? And oh my God, this is fucking crazy. 
good underline uh, uh, the, the the main characters played by uh, Rami Malik who I believe is the guy from what's that show everyone says I should watch uh, Mr. Robot that guy uh, five out of five for this for similar reasons of the invitation uh, movie the fourth is needful things based on the Stephen King book uh, I read the book a while back uh, did I watch the movie I know I had seen it before but it's been years came out in 1993 a mysterious new shop opens in a small town which always seems to stock the deepest desires of each shopper with a price far heavier than expected uh is the shop owner el diablo do you need to sell your soul to get the goodies um yeah basically i guess <laughs> it's never really sort of written out that uh, black and white but yeah kind of sort of kind of sort of uh much 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 uh, better book as with most well everything books always better uh but but the movie i do enjoy uh it's, it's got some names you will recognize ed harris uh, yeah, he's sort of the main dude in it. Uh, who plays the, uh, Max Von Cito plays the, the shop owner. He's, he's very, very good as well. Uh, rating wise, it's a four. Yeah. Uh, four because I enjoyed it while watching. Uh, this is my second time seeing it and I could see maybe 10 years down the road again, uh, rewatching it. Sure. Why not? Uh, last but not least is a movie that uh, I actually have open on my screen right now. Let's see. I am 38 minutes into, uh, so uh, I'll just say it's Jawbreaker. Uh, it also falls into the category of seeing probably when it came out, 1999, and have a vague memory of liking, uh, so decided to watch again, similar to Needful Things. So... Uh, can I rate a movie that I'm only 38 minutes into? Yeah, yeah, I can. Fuck you. Uh, we'll go four out of five as well. Uh, and Rose McGowan in this movie? Jesus. Oh, shit. Did I fuck my timer up again? Nope. I seem to have fixed it from myself. Today's television talk sponsor is Happy Kinds Bun and Run Diner. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, this is kind of a cool one. Uh, something that if you are at all, and I suppose I would consider myself this, a, a sort of comedy nerd. Uh, probably in comedy circles, this is a television program that is spoken very, very highly of. And after watching, uh, I'm, I'm almost done. I will admit, I haven't seen every single episode. I've got maybe 10 to go. Um, it is way ahead of its time and there'll be moments of cringe at some of the things that happen on this show that aired in 1977 and the show is Fernwood Tonight. That's two, the number, followed by night, the word. Uh, sort of, uh, one sort of fascinating little, little thing is I just started listening to Norman Lear's, 
uh, podcast, and he was the creator of Renderwood Tonight, which I actually, going in, didn't know because I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm seeing here, produced by Alan Thicke. Huh. I bet you he did some of the music as well, if I had to guess. Um, okay, so l let me try to explain Renderwood Tonight because it is uh, interesting, let's say. Uh, it was, as I said, aired in 1997, and it was sort of a spoof of a local television program. So you have a host, uh, Martin Mole. He plays uh, Barth Gimbel, who sort of, uh, he's a he, he arrived in this town uh, for reasons, which they never really go to, but they hint at very strongly that the reasons are shady. Uh, and he is uh, sort of thrust into this late night talk show uh, where he is the host and the guests are just sort of the crazy people of this town, the town of Fernwood, which is in Ohio. Uh, something fascinating, if you know anything of this show, one of, the, one of the things I knew before I had watched it is that people who saw this show uh, back in 1977 when it aired uh, sometimes were unsure whether it was real or not. Uh, like they thought it was an actual real uh, sort of a Midwest uh, late night talk show, uh, uh, it's not private television, uh, public television. Yeah, I guess that's what you would call it. Um, uh, but no, it's a comedy. It's sort of a, not a, not a skit show. <laughs> it's very hard to explain. Let me see if the wiki helps us as all. Oh, uh, his, uh, sort of sidekick announcer is Fred Willard, uh, who plays Jerry Hubbard. So some of the, the people you'll see on the show are sort of comedy legends, uh, which may explain why it is pretty goddamn hilarious. Uh, Happy Kine. Oh, yeah. Happy Kine is the band leader who is uh, very dour, according to the Wikipedia. Uh, so set in the fictional town of Fernwood, Ohio, uh, the show satirized real talk shows as, as well as the sort of fare one might expect from locally produced small town Midwestern America television television programming which is what i just said uh well-known actors appeared yeah i guess at the time were they well known some of them i'm you might not recognize one is uh, uh who i was uh sort of hit me as the guy who played Ernest in the Ernest movies jim varney Ooh, wow that's a that's a good pull if i'm getting his name right uh tom waits yeah that was a weird one uh there's this one guy who oh recurring characters this is perfect uh mayor merle dabney coldman you'll recognize oh yeah william wd bud prize <laughs> uh he's uh, the ambassador fernwood's ambassador uh <laughs> he wore for some reason oh yeah because he had a chin that was receding so uh he had like this ping pong ball attached to his chin uh that was <laughs> because of his uh, chinodontic, uh, chinodontist <laughs> made him wear it in order to fix his chin. Yeah, that was weird. The, the, the fact that this was on and some people believed that it was real, uh, there's moments where you could see that being potential, but there's moments like a guy with a ping pong ball on his chin where you think, come on, were people that dumb? Uh, five out of five, Fernwood, tonight...
Today's book banter sponsor is from the maker of the t-shirt cannon comes the t-shirt tactical nuke. Thank you for that sponsor. I uh, realize I have dropped the ball on this one. Uh, the book banter in question is a book uh, called The Guns of Navarone, which is also a movie, and I made a mental note to do this, but I have forgotten to do so, uh, and that is to also watch the movie, which I think maybe I've seen bits and pieces of. Uh, you'll notice that when I read books... Uh, I think the most recent one that comes to mind is uh, Stephen King's It. Uh, we'll usually watch the movie, and then we'll sort of compare and contrast. I meant to do that with this, and have forgotten. So, adoy. Um, that being said, the book's always better. And uh, this book sort of surprised me, because uh, 1957 novel of the Second World War. I think with that sort of thing... You can kind of go either way in terms of quality. Uh, because this is a well-known work, I, I, I think at least the potential, if it's well-known, uh, is that it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. There's there's probably popular things that everyone knows about that uh, are shit in the world of, uh, let's go ahead and call it the arts. Um, but, uh, this wasn't one of them really, really pulled me in and, uh, moments of difficult to put down. So, uh, what's the story? Uh, we've got a group of, uh, army folk. They're sort of picking, picking, <laughs> picked and chosen or picking if you prefer, uh, from all over the globe. Uh, like the main guys from New Zealand. Uh, then you've got like a Greek guy. I think there's an English and an American. And this team is assembled because they have to somehow, some way, stop the titular <laughs> guns of Navarone, uh, which are guns that are, are sort of so powerful uh, in scope and range that uh, when the good guys try to save uh, other good guys, I'm just going to boil it down. There's, there's good guys who are on an island who are in trouble and need to be saved by other good guys, okay? Um, because of these guns, uh, that is not something that has happened. And there's sort of a timeline where the bad guys are going to show up uh, within this certain amount of time. I think it's like, it's not long, it's like 36 hours, something like that. And if the good guys don't get there in time to save the bad guys, they'll all uh, save the other good guys. They'll all be wiped out. So these guns have to be stopped so the rescue mission can take place. And it's something like thousands of, of people's lives are at stake if this small group of people don't uh, land on this island somehow, some way. And I got to say, it wasn't easy. It was more of a crash than a land. It was a crash landing, you might say. Uh, and then scale a cliff face that is said to be unscalable. Uh, and I got to say, as someone who doesn't like heights, there were moments of that where my uh, hands were pretty sweaty. Uh, and then sort of make their way through uh, Nazi infested. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Nazi infested lands uh, to where these guns are. And then somehow, some way, uh, get into the base and blow up these guns. Uh, spoiler alert, they do. But uh, it ain't easy. Uh, one of the reasons it ain't easy is because seemingly someone has told uh, the Nazis to expect them. So from the moment they're on the island, from the moment they crash into the island, 
uh, everyone's sort of on high alert. Uh, they're met with a couple of folk who uh, live on the island who can sort of help them. Uh, and there's some twists and turns uh, involving that, which maybe I won't go into. So I save a little bit of a, uh, you know, twist or turn for you in case you decide to read it yourself, which I hope you do. Uh, on that note, rating-wise, uh, you know what, I, I don't read... Uh, every time I do read, like, uh, First World, Second World War uh, novels, I tend to like them. So I don't, why, I don't know why I don't read more. Uh, this one, I feel like a solid four to some cool five out of five moments, so... You know, the guns of the Navarone. Game Gavin. Today's game Gavin sponsor is Cerebral Bore Smart Mining Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, if you listened last week, if such a strange, god-forsaken person exists that listened to this week to week, first of all, you're a weirdo and I love you. Second of all, you will know that uh, I dipped my toe into Turok 2, colon, Seeds of Evil, which was a recent Steam purchase from the lovely Steam Summer Sale. Uh, I did mention last week that this was a game I had back in the day. In fact, I think I still have the cartridge. Did I have it or did I just rent it? See, there were some games. This may have been one of them. I, sh I, I could get up from where I'm sitting and check, but I got a microphone in my way and such. So whatever. Uh, but there were some games where I would just rent repeatedly, and this may have been one of them. Anyway, something that stuck out uh, from that memory was this falls into the category of uh, games I had as a child that I was never able to beat and now have finally beaten. Most recently was Zelda Link to the Past where that happened. Um, so to finally get that under my belt uh, felt good, felt real good. If you're under, if you're unfamiliar with Turok, it's fucking weird, man. Uh, it's sort of a real product of the '90s. Uh, you play a what you would call today a Native American, but what you would call in the day when Turok 2 came out, you would call him an Indian, uh, who, for some reason, doesn't get along very well with dinosaurs. What the fuck? Uh, so you, uh, in the first one, which I only played for, like, maybe a couple hours, I have a very, almost no memory of it, um, basically you're just the Indian dude, and I'm gonna use Indian, because that's what it was back then, uh, who killed dinosaurs. In this one, it got a little crazier in that you're traveling between, uh, alternate dimensions, I guess? Uh, you're finding some just plain dinosaurs, like you'll like like a raptor will come and try to bite you. Uh, but then you're also fighting against dinosaurs that sort of uh, are half human, half dinosaur, or at the very least lizard men who have lasers that can shoot at you. And if you don't kill outright, have self-destruct things on their arms that can then blow up, and you gotta steer clear of them. Just as an example of bad guys, there, there, there's quite a number of different types of bad guys. That's just the most common. And each of these 
I don't know if they are really alternate dimensions or what you would call it, uh, that you visit uh, have different types of bad guys. Uh, one thing that this game shone with, I remember, and can verify is true, uh, was the amount of different guns that you could get. And uh, not every gun, but I think just about every gun had two different types of ammo as well. So, for example, shotgun, you got shotgun, and then you got shotgun with explosive rounds, uh, that sort of idea. Uh, the, the favorite gun of the game that every time I mention this uh, game to anyone, <laughs> I don't know why I would over the years, but, uh, but I know this game has come up in conversation for some strange reason or another. Uh, I always do mention one gun that they have, which is called uh, the Cerebral Bore. Uh, which basically, oh, you know what, uh, if you, again, if you are that weird listener, you will remember me talking of the movie series Phantasm. I, I watched all of those movies. Uh, you know, the little ball that the tall man would, I guess he wouldn't really throw that he would control that would then, uh, sort of attach to your head and then drill into your head and then your brains would sort of spew out of the other side of the ball. Yeah. A gun that shoots those. What the fuck? You know what? Let's say that, and this this will be a little mind blowing. Uh, Turok Two and Phantasm exist in the same universe. Whoa! I, I'm gonna. You know what? That has so blown my mind that uh, I think I'm gonna work that into the title somehow. Turok Two, Phantasm, same uni. You hear me type that? Uh, folks, Trek 2 Seeds of Evil. Five out of five for nostalgia, less with no nostalgia. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is R&R on R. Rest and relaxation on Ryza. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first is... Jeez, have I brought this back yet? Uh, the Burtcast, which is Bert Kreischer's podcast. He calls it the Burtcast. Perhaps not the most original uh, title, but uh, from an original dude, let's say. Uh, he had on guest Joey Coco Diaz, who I also listen to his podcast, The Church of What's Happening Now. Now, these are two dudes uh who i feel like might be considered often as what i call god do bros uh just sort of like neanderthal type men uh macho uh, maybe not leaning towards the feminist side and i think thinking of them that way is easy to do i think if you listen to them actually talk uh, and their sense of humor and what they talk about being right and wrong of the world, I think that thought of them will dissipate. Uh, it may not disappear totally, uh, which I think in time it might, because these are men who will admit that they're not afraid to change with the times, which is all you can ask people to do, right? 
great. So uh, maybe I preface it that way with why I like uh, sort of uh, dudes such as these. Like a, like a Joe Rogan has that sort of same feel to me where, uh, and, and, he, and I've heard him say, uh, guys will come up to them and guy dude bros will come up to him and be real sort of douches. But then I don't think he he'll have them as fans but i think those who sort of dissect his words and actions more which is a good thing to do with any human being just period uh will perhaps come at them from a different angle so that's that who's not a guy dude bro i don't think uh philip defranco and casey neistat uh yeah uh so another two guys uh <laughs> what am i just gonna talk about dudes no i got a girl on this one okay uh i was just looking at my internet intercourse and it's filled with dudes but no one girl as well okay jesus maybe i need to look at myself uh anyways uh philip defranco uh sort of his first foray into what i would consider a podcast uh he's got a youtube channel where he'll you know he'll post a 10 minute video that if they were longer have a sort of podcasty feel but uh, he sat down for an hour and change, I literally called it a podcast, uh, with Casey Neistat. And, and their conversation, really, really fascinating what they sort of got into. If you are interested in YouTube folk at all, uh, these are two of the most interesting and uh, perhaps wouldn't limit that to YouTube. Just interesting people in general. So check that out. Uh, moving on to the next guy, fuck, uh, is PewDiePie, uh, taking her a little easier. Yeah, uh, announced recently that, uh, sometimes I, I'm fascinated by him in terms of the videos he posts like this, where, uh, he talks about not necessarily posting a funny video, but like this one where he's like, you know what, I find myself posting things that uh i'm doing it just to be posting something rather than doing it because i enjoy doing it so decided to not force himself to post a couple of videos every day or whatever he does but instead focus more on things he likes which uh good for him and i do believe that attitude in creators of any sort of content is good for the watchers or experiencers of that content because if you do something you don't like uh, that's going to come across, and if you do something that you're having enjoyment, that enjoyment comes across, and I think it's infectious. That's why I hope, uh, from time to time, the fact that I do this podcast and uh, nobody listens to it, and uh, do it more for myself than anyone else, uh, because I like doing it, uh, potentially one day... Uh, someone will be like, hey, this guy, you know what, he may be a piece of shit, and I'm going to kill him with this high-powered rifle through the scope, but sometimes he, was, he said some interesting things on his podcast. <sighs> okay, moving on to, uh, oh yeah, this was through the Philip DeFranco and Casey Neistat podcast. Uh, they spoke very highly of... Uh, very highly of uh, a fellow YouTuber by the name of Lisa Koshy, L-I-Z-A-K-O-S-H-Y. Uh, so, because they both said she was incredibly funny and doing uh, amazing things on YouTube, 
that's sort of how my experiences to new things on the interwebs happened uh, virally, I guess is how you would say it. Uh, so, for example... Uh, uh, Joey Diaz, uh, I could do it this way. Joey Diaz, I was listening to his podcast. I think he had Burt Kreischer on. Uh, I enjoyed that. So I went over to his podcast. Uh, Philip DeFranco, I think mentioned Casey Neistat. So I think I went over to check his stuff. Uh, they both spoke of Lisa Koshy's, uh, or Liza Koshy's YouTube channel. So I went over to check out her stuff. That's how this kind of thing works. I do believe, uh, yes, yeah, she was incredibly funny. Uh, I have subscribed, let's, let's put it that way. Uh, so potentially we'll have more from her in the future, uh, when I am not out of time, as you've heard. Uh, but, uh, but I would recommend to check out, uh, seemingly just a, a, a girl posting funny videos that get millions of views on the internet. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I think she's got a good sense of humor. I, I, I think so. Like, uh, more videos will be watched by me. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, uh, last but not least is Jordan Jesse go with guest John Gabris, uh, three dudes. <sighs> Folks just listen to that, I guess. Uh, yeah, we're out of time. So, it's nice to be nice to the nice, to men and women. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper